0: You want to hear a story? I was working with a minister at a hospital many years ago, and it was late August, early September, and he said that the television had died. And they decided they were going to try to live as a family without television. They were only six and three. Now, this is way before the internet became the god that it is today. And after a few months, I said, how's it going? He says, well, it's really curious. You know, now that my little kids have spent four months without commercials on television, I asked them, what would you like for Christmas? And the six-year-old boy said a baseball, and the three-year-old girl said mashed potatoes. I think we can learn a few lessons from that. We have desires based on what we think is possible. We should also have desires based on what we, is that we really need. I might ask you what you want for your birthday. And maybe you spend some time at night daydreaming about what you would do if you hit the lottery. I mean, not really, really big, got to move and get an accountant and change your name kind of lottery, but just enough to you know, pay off the mortgage or get your dentures you know, redentured or, or something like that. Not anything huge. But now what if God said to you, your birthday's coming up. What do you want? And it's God. Wow. You're going to check your Amazon list in a hurry and see the most expensive thing because it's God. I mean, who knows what his credit rating is like. But now here's Solomon. And God says to Solomon, you know, you've really been rocking it as king. Good for you. I'm going to give you a kingly bonus. What do you want from me? God creator of the universe. And Solomon said, wisdom. And according to the book, we're all supposed to applause. Isn't Solomon great? He asked for wisdom. But no one's saying, what's wisdom? There's no reason to applaud for Solomon asking for wisdom if you don't know what wisdom is. We're in a scene from Princess Bride and Eagle Montoya says, you keep using that word, but I don't think that word means what you think it means. Most people have no idea what wisdom is at all, but for some reason we're supposed to applaud when people ask for it because it says so in the Big Red Book. If that's as far as our engagement with the Word of God goes, then we have a problem. So we have to ask again, what is wisdom? Well, we have a hint from St. Paul. Paul says, all things work for good to those who are called according to his purpose, according to God's purpose. And now we can start connecting the dots. We can figure out wisdom isn't just being really smart. It's not just being able to you know, figure out your taxes on your own. It's not getting a really good SAT score. Wisdom is about aligning our lives with God's purposes. And so that's why St. Thomas Aquinas says the work of the wise man is threefold. To tell the truth, to refute error, and to guide things to their fulfillment. So God calls us to his purpose. Whatever it is we do in life, if it's not in harmony with God's purpose, it can't have a happy ending. Whatever we do or fail to do in life, if it doesn't line up with God's purpose for us, not only will we have a bad ending, the bad ending will never end. So figuring out what God's purpose is for us is the basis for all the choices that we make. Let me draw an analogy. I tell a couple when they're engaged, you will have to, from this day forward, you will have to judge absolutely absolutely everything you say and do and don't say and don't do in terms of this question, how does this affect my marriage? Is it good for my marriage or bad for my marriage? This is what you're committing to, to judge everything in terms of is this good for your marriage? And St. Paul says, you, the baptized, called to God according to his purpose, which is to be present before God forever, body and soul, singing his praises in perfect eternal Eucharist, you didn't know that, did you? A lot of you are like, wait, what? we to what? Here's the moral of the story. If we want that happy ending, if we want that perfect ending, if we want that eternally perfect ending, what we do here and now really matters a lot. Because if we don't know where we're going, it doesn't matter how we get there. And if we're all dressed up and no place to go, it doesn't matter how we spend our time and spend our energy. And then we have our Lord who talks about the one who finds the treasure in the field, finds the pearl of great price, with Etta James cries out, at last, and gets rid of everything else to have the pearl of great price, gets rid of everything else to have the treasure. That is wisdom. Wisdom is a choice not to settle for anything less than the fullness of what God offers. And then we judge everything else. Does this help me get closer to God or not? How to sum it up, how to make it memorable so you can act on it. St. Ignatius Loyola, founder of the Jesuits, talks about the first principle and foundation. Man is created for the praise, reverence, and service of God, and thereby to save his soul. So the next time we're negotiating with our sin, the next time we're considering adding or subtracting something from our Amazon wish list, The next time we turn to our screen device because we're bored, lonely, or angry, the next time we're about to say something to our spouse, take a deep breath and say, would this help with my salvation? Because if not, I really shouldn't do it. And people who live like that consistently are called wise and people who die wisely, we call saints. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.